Hello, and welcome to The Midlife with Kimberly Sampson and Tracy Feldstein. If you're over 40 and under dead, you're in the right place. Hey there, I'm Kimberly Sampson, and welcome to The Midlife Podcast, where we discuss tools and strategies to turn your midlife crisis into your midlife transformation. Some of what you'll hear is from the recipe I use to get myself out of my own midlife funk. Some of what we'll discuss draws on my career in finance and banking and my experiences with entrepreneurship. All of it, my personal experience and my professional expertise are yours to help you design your next best chapter and thrive. We'll also have a special segment called Reinvented sprinkled in every few weeks. You'll hear from inspiring women who have changed course after 40, proving it's never too late to start something new. Join me. Welcome to episode 11 of The Midlife. I had a huge epiphany watching the first season of Westworld on HBO. If you didn't watch it, let me fill you in a little. Westworld is a deranged sort of amusement park where lifelike robots called hosts are cast in roles and the guests come to live out their usually diabolical fantasies. In most storylines, the robots become self-aware and one of the main characters, Dolores, realizes that no matter what she does, her storyline doesn't change. She is on a loop. That was me, living on a loop. Wash, rinse, repeat. Every day. Until I made massive changes in my life that led me here to you, where my mission has become using my life experience, personal and professional, to reach back and help you make a midlife transformation. When I went back looking for the exact quote to share with you that initially woke me up to my no longer bearable existence, I found a treasure trove of wisdom. I am now convinced that the writers of Westworld were just working out their own midlife crises. So here it is, Midlife Wisdom, brought to you by the writers of Westworld. Quote number one, Humans fancy that there's something special about the way we perceive the world, and yet we live in loops as tight and as closed as the hosts do, seldom questioning our choices, content for the most part to be told what to do next. No, my friend, you're not missing anything at all. That quote sums up rock bottom for me. Do you feel like I did? You take a step back and look at your life and acknowledge that you've got it pretty good, but you feel like absolute crap. You're bored, angry, and drifting. And then when you take that bird's eye view, you feel ungrateful and sad. If all the pieces of the puzzle are in place, but you still feel this low, what can the upside possibly look like? And you feel isolated because you're wondering if you're the only one feeling this way. So take it from me and the character Ford who created Westworld. No, my friend, you're not missing anything at all. You are not here alone. Quote number two. All my life I've prided myself on being a survivor, but surviving is just another loop. Look, I have zero clinical basis for this hypothesis, but how much of your life after your school age is really just about your survival and dare I say, recovery from your childhood? I'm going to go out on a limb here and say I'm not alone in this, because I believe I spent most of my adult life trying to parent myself since I wasn't parented the first go-around. I'm pretty happy with the way I'm turning out. And here's the good news. Once you believe that you're going to survive, you can start to live. But that survival loop is entrenched. Add children to it, and now you're responsible for other people's lives. And I mean literally. The rut of the routine just intensifies. Let's get you out of survival mode and into living mode. Quote number three. 
Folly of my kind, there's always a yearning for more. On the one hand, our midlife crisis is folly. We got here because we weren't paying attention to all the good not only given to us, but that we created. Can you relate to feeling like what you have in material or experience is never enough? The man in black is right. Our yearning is folly. It's totally counterproductive. My advice? Live in the present. Anyone who just rolled their eyes, I get it. The woo-woo pithiness of that used to bug me too, until I tried it. So coming from the biggest skeptic there is, give it a try. Also, substitute yearning for action. Wanting and doing are very different approaches. Sure, start with an idea, but then make it happen. Stop waiting for someone else to read your mind. Quote number four. We speak the right words, then we create life itself out of chaos. If this doesn't sum up what being wife and mother is, I don't know what does. I call myself Julie after the activities director on The Love Boat. Remember that show? The user experience in my household is largely driven by me. You can see the pictures of last weekend on Instagram, my handle is at themidlife.co, when I announced to my husband that we would be taking a field trip. We roused the teenagers out of bed, the little nugget away from his PlayStation, packed up the anxious dog, and headed to a dog-friendly beach in Santa Barbara. I create those types of days for them and for me. I used to get angry that I was the party planner. Now I relish the moments, no matter who generates the invitation. If you're frustrated by the responsibility of creating life out of chaos, you have three choices. Stay pissed, speak up and delegate the responsibility, or reframe your mindset. Here's the cheat sheet. Option number one keeps you in crisis. Quote number five. Only boring people get bored. Boredom is a chief complaint I hear from women in midlife. Here's a little tough love. Stop being boring. Is there something you've always wanted to learn? Do it. Is there somewhere you'd like to go or a hobby or an activity you'd like to try? If you're answering me with a yes but, we need to talk. I have a process for working through those types of obstacles. Quote number six. I guess people like to read about the things they want the most and experience the least. And so goes the business model for Instagram and Facebook. I was so guilty of this, spending more time on my phone than engaged with my family or friends. I was filling my time but getting absolutely zero satisfaction out of it. You two? We are voyeurs into a world that is not ours. We eat up our precious hours that we could be living, loving, experiencing, learning, and doing, watching other people live, love, experience, learn, and do. Break up with your damn phone. If you need help, shoot me an email at Kimberly at themidlife.co and I'll send you a guide I have with actionable steps to break you out of your peeping Tom prison. Quote number seven. Someday sounds a lot like the things people say when they actually mean never. How often do you say someday? Someday I'll start a business. Someday I'd like to go back to school. Someday I'll fill in the blank. Someday is here. I don't want to freak you out, but do you have some inside information on how much longer you've got for someday? As far as I know, tomorrow is not promised and you do not get a second chance at this. Midlife is the perfect time to change someday into today. Quote number eight. I've been pretending my whole life, pretending I don't mind, pretending I belong. My life's built on it. And it's a good life. It's a life I've always wanted. 
But then I came here and I got a glimpse for a second of a life in which I don't have to pretend. A life in which I could truly be alive. How can I go back to pretending when I know what this feels like? This sums up what it feels like to discover your next best chapter. Right now, you may feel exactly like the first section. We women can play a part, can't we? No one can live up to expectations like we can. We get that programmed manual titled, How to Be Good. Be a good daughter. Be a good partner. Be a good mother. Be a good friend. So many rules that we abide by, even when we don't want to. When the rules are diametrically opposed to the way we feel inside. We pretend. But wait until you design your next best chapter. Wait until you allow yourself the possibility of living a life authentic to your true desires. You will never go back to pretending. I do want to make a huge clarification here. My approach is that you don't have to torch the place to live an authentic life. In fact, I advise women to find the place that I know exists where you can stop pretending, live your best life, and not destroy the good I know already exists in your life. Quote number nine. Even I fell into the most terrible of human traps, trying to change what is already past. Speaking of loops, does this conversation have a spot on your playlist? If only I had, fill in the blank. I've had women tell me that their lives would have been different if they didn't live somewhere, had or hadn't had children, married someone else or didn't get married. My response? Yeah, different, but not necessarily better. So stop fantasizing about a different reality based on an impossible do-over. Start where you are. In crisis, maybe, but the choices you make now can actually change your future for the better. Speaking of choices, here's quote number 10. Choices, Lawrence. You know, you tell yourself you've been at the mercy of mine because it spares you consideration of your own. Because if you did consider your choices, you'd be confronted with a truth you cannot comprehend that no choice you have ever made was your own. You've always been a prisoner. What if I told you I'm here to set you free? The man in black may have delivered this line, but I think it could easily have been whispered by your midlife crisis. You know that feeling you have of who am I and how did I get here? You got here because you're a good girl and you followed the societal playbook laid out for you whether by your upbringing or the fallacy of Disney princesses. Did you blindly walk a path like I did without asking if there were any detours? Could it be that you're questioning choices that you never actively made for yourself? You just went along with them? Well, the good news is your midlife crisis is here to set you free, to reorient you and show you that you can make deliberate choices about your life, that you can feel freer and more deliberate about each day that you are blessed to have on this earth. Quote number 11. Have you ever questioned the nature of your reality? Did you ever stop to wonder about your actions? The price you'd have to pay if there was a reckoning? That reckoning is here. Have you ever heard the saying, the price you pay for your new life is the old one? Our heroine Dolores willingly trades in her life on a loop to create a new life. Your reckoning is here. But I believe the price you pay is not a debit on your account, but a credit. You are going to create value in this transaction, not lose anything at least not anything worthwhile. Willing to trade sadness, anxiety, boredom, lack of direction? Yes, please, midlife crisis, let's reckon away. Let's settle up these accounts and live a purposeful and deliberate life. Quotes 12 to 14. To grow, we all need to suffer. When you're suffering, that's when you're most real. I'm afraid in order to escape this place, you will need to suffer more. It's true, this midlife crisis thing is brutal. 
but I wouldn't trade this experience for anything. I imagined myself at 80 looking back at my life with tremendous regret. That realization forced me into action. My escape was painful and totally worth it, but I had to do it alone. You don't have to. All of you within the reach of my voice can be there for each other. It's why community is a key tenant of my business plan and why I have the private Facebook group muddling through the midlife. If what I'm saying makes sense to you, this is your call to action. Join the group. Quote number 15. But beauty is a lure. We're trapped, Teddy. Lived our whole lives inside this garden, marveling at its beauty, not realizing there's an order to it, a purpose. And the purpose is to keep us in. Holy crap, are we not trapped by our beauty as we age? How much time and money are you investing in empty promises to retain your beauty? Can we make a pact to stop now? Look, I believe in taking care of yourself, but we have to make a shift to accept our beauty morphing. I've said this before and I will continue to say it. Beauty does not mean you have to look like you did when you were 20. Please, let's be the generation that normalizes aging. Do it gracefully, sure, I'm not saying give up. But it's amazing how much beauty you can exude when you are being kind to your body by exercising and eating well and how finding internal happiness can completely change your appearance. Quote number 16. Those are all just roles you forced me to play. Under all these lives I've lived, something else has been growing. I've evolved into something new and I have one last role to play, myself. Our heroine Dolores has this awakening. Isn't it time for yours too? Are you ready to play your role of a lifetime? Yourself. Only it isn't going to be a role. It's going to be the first iteration of the real you. One that is going to continue to evolve and grow as you live your next best chapter. I could have picked a ton of other quotes from Westworld that fit the subject. I sure hope things worked out better for our writers of Westworld than it did for most of their characters. If you were a fan, then you would agree that these violent delights have violent ends. If you didn't watch the series, suffice it to say, there was a lot of death and destruction. The final two quotes I chose are my favorite. They're from different episodes, but from the same character, one of our heroines, Maeve. I believe midlife crisis is actually a huge opportunity to reassess everything in your life, and Maeve sums it up for me. This is the new world, and in it, you can be whoever the fuck you want to be. You being here, listening to the midlife, tells me you're ready to adopt Maeve's other motto as your own time to write my own fucking story. It would be an honor if you let me guide you in that process. You may have heard me mention my course, What Do I Want to Be When I Grow Up? Midlife Edition. I'm changing the name before enrollment to Midlife Reimagined, Design Your Next Best Chapter. I'll post about my reasoning for the name change in the private Facebook group muddling through the midlife. You can hop in there, read about my thought process, and I'd love to hear your feedback. If you are interested in a guided program to accelerate turning your midlife crisis into your midlife transformation, put your name on the interest list for Midlife Reimagined. There's no obligation to enroll, but I do fill up from the interest list first, and I keep enrollment down because of the direct coaching work I do with the participants. I'll put a link in the show notes, or you can go to my website, www.themidlife.co, and sign up there. Next week on the Midlife Podcast, it's time for a reinvented episode. I've been thinking about the economic consequences for women in this COVID disaster, especially if you have school-aged children that may be doing a portion or all of school at home. 
So I reached out to a friend of a friend that has built a monster of a business that continues to grow during all these shutdowns. That's all I'm telling you for now. You can watch my social media for the ramp up on Instagram or on Facebook, but do tune in next week when I get schooled on some pretty heavy biases I used to have before this interview.